Welcome back to another episode of What You Spinning. This is episode 57. Holy smokes, we're almost to episode 60. Wow. Fuck yeah. I'm super stoked for that. Mm-hmm. As per usual, I'm guiding the ship today. I'm Dorian, joined as always by Matt and Jake. Been a while since we've been in the old uh, the old table house. The old, the, 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 the old, the old empty <laughs> tables stomping, stomping right. ground. Thanks for nice. having us. Hell yeah, it's good to be back here and Hell yeah. chilling with you guys, as yeah. always. We having a good weekend so far? Mm-hmm. Straight chilling? It's good. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Well, uh, anything that y'all want to talk about outside of what we're talking about today, the albums-wise? Um, I think, once again... You aged. I aged a little Happy bit. Happy birthday. Yeah. Belated. Yeah, I'm a little bit older. A little bit older. How Not that? so How much wiser. It was good, man. It was sunny and beautiful. Yeah. Got oh, away yeah. from the smoke a little bit. A little bit. It was yeah. good. Nice. Getting cold. It's probably it was like cooler over there too. Probably. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nice. Yes. Yeah. It was a scorch. Got to wear the the hoodie. There you go. I wore a hoodie that uh, I'll bring up later in the cast and talk about a little story. <laughs> Fuck related yeah. to one of the picks. <laughs> That's awesome. That's kind of uh, good time. Yeah. Hell yeah. Um. Uh, Hell yeah. Uh, yeah. Great picks this week. I think uh, leading mm-hmm. into some of the things we're doing, this is a great way to talk about it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. This is, you know, think. Uh, I think at the end of next week's episode, we'll announce what we're doing here in a little bit. Uh, at the end of next episode, we'll drop a little announcement of what we're going to be doing post episode sixty. Uh, some really fun, interesting things coming for y'all there. Uh, but if we don't have anything that we want to bullshit about other than this, let's dive right on in. Let's do it. Fuck yeah, Matt. Why don't you take her away, baby boy? We're starting with my pick uh, from 1984, a band called the Cactile Twins. Uh, I believe they're from Germany. Yeah. Hell yeah. I believe so. Um, the album's like called Treasure. And like we were talking about earlier, the album cover is kind of unique. Looks like a dress, kind of a silhouette. Mad Max style. Yeah, we'll put it on. Obviously, it'll pop up, and I'll like extend it a little bit here. In the comments, let us know what the hell you think it is. There's a lot. I wish I would have hit record literally two minutes before I did, <laughs> because we were all over here at Matt's TV like it was a fucking boardroom for yeah. ESPN, like trying to draft players. We're like, what the hell do you think <laughs> this is? Like, it's like a boardroom in there. Uh, but. Hell yeah, 1984, man. It does not sound like it. Really? No. It has that electronic kind of weird mm-hmm. uh, dark wave vibe to it a little bit. I think it. It's not. It doesn't date itself though. Like you said, it's yeah, very, it's very present and has some cool sounds that you don't hear too much anymore that are used very well. Yeah. Um, and for the music, it is. It's. I think it's uh, accessible in a way because some people don't like music mm-hmm. like that, whether it's too uh, ambient or yeah too long of a song or just not I don't know they can't understand what the person's saying and when you uh, combine all those things but do it in a way that's uh, melodic and catchy which this album does Mm -hmm. uh, anybody can listen to this and be a fan like you guys are saying you guys enjoyed it so Uh, what did you guys think of it? I I loved it man it's one of those you know albums that it, it just the sound of it like you said mm-hmm. you know you kind of made a you were like talking about uh, Lisa Gerard from Dead Can Dance mm-hmm. and I was like 
that's exactly yeah mm-hmm. like that makes sense but then you also just mentioned how this is like you know more accessible for people and i was mm-hmm. like yeah exactly if we're you know just because you had made that comparison and it was recent in my head and i was like yeah if we want to talk yeah. about if we want to talk <laughs> apples pineapples yeah. it is i was yeah. like yeah. this is definitely more accessible and mm-hmm. it is kind of it does kind of have a timeless feel it could have come out yesterday it could have come out in mm-hmm. the 80s which it did i just felt the the reason why i said it doesn't sound like 1984 is because it at least sounds something that was at least a you know 10 years younger than it you know mm-hmm. because it was that kind of genre wasn't really popping off sure. you know uh and then you know i did end up looking them up because i was like what the fuck like how again you mm-hmm. made me think how the fuck did matt find out about this band yeah, i'll ask yeah. you that in like 2.5 seconds <laughs> but so i looked them up yeah. and they were like the founders of shoegaze basically and uh-huh. i was like okay so that's why it's mm-hmm. so old but mm-hmm. you know because 1984 you think like fucking van halen and metallica and all that A lot stuff of other genres going on yeah yeah 100 so that's why i was like what the hell definitely sounds like mid 90s so that i i loved it man it's great there's a lot of good stuff going on in here. and this is their third album too so yeah they had a few yeah. before this so damn yeah it's crazy it's, it's very dream pop it sounds a lot like dream pop mm-hmm. and it feels like it's like the first iterations of it um when i think of dream pop first it comes to mind is beach house mm-hmm. and this sounds like it this sounds a lot like beach house mm-hmm. before beach house like it's like 20 30 years after yeah so it's very similar to that um, it has very much like an opera kind of feel with her vocals. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like angelic vocals too. Like her her voice is really good. Mm-hmm. She does have a good voice. Her, her range mm-hmm. is like really high. She can get really high notes. And yeah, you'd mentioned like at first it's kind of difficult to like understand what she's saying. Mm-hmm. Um, but the more that you like you listen to it, you get used to it, and then you, you can kind of make out what she's saying. Mm-hmm. Um, and even with that layered in, like all the background like all the noises and Mm. the actual music itself it's really good really catchy also very really catchy that song uh lorelei yeah that's where i was like okay this is like the song that like i heard from right because i feel like most people have heard of that Mm -hmm. from this yeah i think it was a Um, dance club hit or at some point was popular in that yeah yeah so that's where i i got that from but other than that the full album itself very unique um especially for the 80s like it's Mm -hmm. nuts that it just to think about that it came out in the 80s like mm-hmm. it's very timeless still it's yeah very timeless and you mentioned you know like the the fact that you can't understand really what's being said or whatever mm-hmm. but they're still catchy we did our usual you know listen to a song off each album and as soon as you put on pandora all three of us were just kind of sitting here <laughs> like yeah uh, we're like oh what are you gonna put on and then it hit like you'd literally drop the needle perfectly and we're all just like Oh, fuck yeah, good choice. Like, we're all sitting there vibing out to it. It's weird. And I love when music can do that. You know, mm-hmm. it's got like some weird ethereal, eclectic kind of sound to it, but it's mm-hmm. like, no, nah, this is actually badass. And mm-hmm. so, shout out to them for, you know, pioneering something like that, yeah. you know, way back then. And they didn't, they thought this was one of their least good albums. Like, yeah, they I saw were, that. Yeah, it's like, what? what? And I've listened to some of their earlier albums. Like I said, this is their third, so they had a few releases before that, but. I like this one, honestly. Yeah. And I think that's a lot of the fans. This is their favorite. Yeah. Uh, Brian Eno was recruited to actually help work on the album. And he's like, oh, nah, they don't need my help. Damn. So that's cool. He, wow. And Brian Eno's like, nah, they're good. Yeah. Because um, who knows? That's, yeah. That's fucking bonkers, actually. <laughs> Do you know if he had any, like, in, like, not influence, but did he touch this? Like, I don't think did so. Did he have? No. Yeah, he was that would have been crazy if, just to hear like mm-hmm. if he did like how much different it would be or if it would be the same mm-hmm. yeah um, I don't use this word a lot but it feels very avant-garde 
Mm-hmm. It does. It has. Yeah. I don't even know what that yeah. word means, <laughs> but th- I'd put this in that. Like, it's mm-hmm. very. Stop laughing, bro. <laughs> but uh, it's the melody. It's sorry. It's, yeah, it's a different melody. It's not. It's not a typical they, melody. It's, a, it's <laughs> the chords are different, or the. Yeah. yeah. No, the it's it's yeah. it's very it's very good. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's very good. Very dreamy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there, um, that's a good word for it. Yeah. Yeah. It does kind of flow that way. Yeah. Some of the songs are very ethereal, like you said. And, yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's that's the weird thing about it. well, and it kind of you know I mention this all the time. Uh, because I came to work and like the first thing I said I was like god damn dude that fucking Cactus Twins album you're like you like it I was like dude I fucking listened to it last night just chilling in my room and I was like thinking that this like I was like oh these are particularly long songs mm-hmm. let me see what's going on and I was like oh fuck I'm already into like almost a track four mm-hmm. because but it just captures you you know and it kind of does just you know kind of very floaty very you know, like Rainbow Road from Mario Kart 64 type shit, yeah, you know? Yeah. You're just like, it takes you It takes you on a journey. It does. I agree. Some of the songs, too, are like, um, what's the word? It's like they're kind of very mellow, mm-hmm. like towards the end, end half of the album. They're just very spacey. Very. Mm-hmm. Like super, super spacey. Um, Aloysius, is that how you say it? That song? Um, really caught my eye because I felt that a lot. It was um, just a lot of space in the song, like a lot of room for, you could throw in a lot of stuff, but it was just mm. very ambient. Like it was just very ambient, ambient sounding song. Um, but in general, this whole album, it's very catchy, um, very unique for the 80s. I keep bringing that up because that's like my takeaway from it. It's mm. like, Same. Yeah. It's, it's crazy how still listening to this, you could compare this to newer stuff that's come out. And mm. I'm sure they had some influence over them so no like how that album shifts a little bit towards the end to, to give it that ambient almost brian you know feel would mm-hmm. like he's not a part of it but the last few tracks are very just like you're just in a dream yeah almost you just it's a weird emotion and feeling how music affects you that way yeah i could see why they could try to get brian Eno mm-hmm. to right to it because it has that feel in the end mm-hmm. yeah like as soon as you said that i was like okay yeah that makes sense and mm-hmm. then you know to hear that he was like no they're good that's a huge cosign mm-hmm. you know yeah. like especially yeah, right. for this kind of style back mm-hmm. then because he was you know he was the cream of the crop yeah. back then that's especially prime, yeah. um, but how where how again yeah. going back to we're just gonna talk about we might as well talk about Brian Eno album right now yeah like that's how I found out about these okay these, this band and a few other bands that I brought up on the cast is just you know diving into different rabbit holes based off of his music okay and finding some i did like and some that i didn't damn okay and and even i think it was the album cover for this one that i was like oh and i had heard of the band i was like oh i'm gonna pick this album and hell yeah caught on to a few songs i think pandora being one mm-hmm. of them um yeah and kind of went on from there hell yeah great pick yeah thanks. honestly yeah i like I'm glad you guys enjoyed it like i think I can't remember. I meant to go back and listen to when you brought this up on last episode, mm-hmm. because I think Jacob even said, and I wanted like I might have to, I might have to clip it or something. I'll have yeah, to figure out something it. and put it in here. Mm-hmm. But Jacob literally calls it like you pull out the album and you're like, and he's like, "All right, Matt, once again, bringing up something I have no <laughs> idea what it is, yeah. like something along that line." I swear to God, he said it, and I'm just I was like, "What the, what the fuck?" <laughs> yeah. And I literally had that same thing. I was like, of course, mm-hmm. you know, of course, Matt brings up something I've never heard of or 
heard of but never listened to like you yeah. know Sigur Rós and mm-hmm. it turned out to be like one of my favorite albums I've heard in a while so mm-hmm. <laughs> once I like, again <laughs> I, like at first glance especially the cover and the like the artist I'm like I have no idea what this is mm-hmm. yeah and then I hear it I hear Lorelai and I'm like okay now I'm trying to like you know cover it up put it, like put everything together but mm-hmm. even then yeah I had no idea <laughs> looking at all their other stuff all their other albums yeah. like I've never seen any of this mm-hmm. but really though thank you for bringing this up because this mm-hmm. is yeah. something that like i don't get into this genre a lot right um dream pop i, I do like dream pop mm-hmm. like more modern but this sounds so mar- modern still and it being that much older like makes me want to go into more of their their discography mm-hmm. so um, definitely great pick oh yeah like that what other uh albums of theirs would you recommend like one other album of theirs Oh, no, I saw a lot that people liked the follow like the one after this. It's like red. Okay. That one. Yeah. yeah, this one came out in ninety, and there's a couple on here that once you hear you're like, oh, I remember that song. Oh, okay. I've heard that on the radio before, and I I didn't know it was them. I was like, oh, oh. shit, okay, Heaven or Las Vegas. I'll yeah. have to check that one out. That um, sounds. And then a few like the man, the moon and the melodies, like some of their earlier '80s stuff. Oh, but, cool. Yeah. Okay. Hell yeah. But by far, I feel like this is the more accessible, catchy. Yeah. Come back and listen to it over again and not, you know. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Some of this, a couple of tracks on this made it to my personal playlist that I just chuck stuff into. Oh, yeah. You know, I made like a playlist of like mix of everything I listen to. And then now it's just like I hear something cool I like and it just turns into whatever. That's cool. I think it's crazy that because I was reading on it and they had interviews where the bassist and guitarist they hated this like they hated the, the album yeah what the like hell? they said it like it was like an abortion of a project <laughs> yeah like, it's like terrible well, it's things about it damn but like everyone mm-hmm. likes it like it's yeah like you said it's mm-hmm. probably their most successful or like most loved by fans feeling that way i wonder how they performed it live you know yeah like, if they ever did tour a lot and people wanted to hear that <laughs> yeah fuck not a lot yeah like a two-day yeah. <laughs> tour to support yeah. the album and then just get rid of it. lucky to get one song from treasure yeah, yeah. exactly it's like undertow <laughs> nowadays yes <laughs> fuck well uh do we want to top yeah. three it up or we'll do it all right kick uh, us off woody starting off with the honorable mention uh Otterly mm-hmm. for me. And then three, I think Jacob said it right, Al- Aloesis. Alo- Aloesis? Yeah, yeah. I think. Aloesis. <laughs> and then uh, number two is Pandora for Cindy. And then uh, one, number one was uh, Persephone. Okay. Hell yeah. Yeah. And just, yeah, I think all the songs blend well together too. Um, so having, yeah. a, having a top three was just. Very tricky. Yeah. 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 Especially after, you know, like there's that middle run that goes on, mm-hmm. and it's like, fuck, man. Yeah, like the Pandora, the mm-hmm. Persephone. Or, yeah, yeah, Persephone, I think. Persephone. Is. Yeah. Persephone. But yeah. Uh, t- uh, top three for me uh, honorable mentions go first Beatrix uh, and Donamo. Donamo's. Uh, number three was Be- uh Wait. The fuck? Huh. Okay. Actually, yeah. God damn it. Damn Beatrix. <laughs> I put Beatrix twice. I was fucking. Beatrix, man. Uh, yeah. That was supposed to be Lorelai. Um, <laughs> Lorelai is my honorable mention. Number three, Beatrix. Number two, Persephone. Number one, Pandora. Yeah, nice. I think that's going to be our song that we mm-hmm. all like Pandora. Mm-hmm. That's definitely my favorite. Um, 
My second favorite uh, was Donimo. Mm-hmm. I love that ending to the album. And then uh, my third favorite was Lorelei, just because I'd, I'd heard it before. Mm-hmm. And then I'll honorable mention uh, Alois, Aloysius. That song. Hell yeah. We, one of us got it right. Aloysius. <laughs> or we both messed up. Aloysius. Aloysius. Yeah. I don't know. It'd be like the A's silent asshole. I was, I was yeah. like, I was like, for oh, once, I'm, I was like, for once, I'm gonna let them fumble with something. Yeah. Usually, I'm the one who makes an ass of myself. Sequestrated. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. uh-huh. <laughs> anyway, uh, that was Treasure by Cactow Twins, released in 1984, which was Matt's pick for this week. We'll be right back to uh, get a little bit more modern and talk about Jake's pick for this week. It's a cigarette coming out of an orange. What the fuck? I thought it was a, like a katana. Is it an orange? It's not an orange. It's a. It's the moon, isn't it? The sun, like, or it, it is an orange. No, dog. That's a. It's an orange. I that's s- a dead ass orange. There's the yeah. I see the field. yeah. I see the little. Uh, and that's like the butthole. You know, like the, the green thing on an orange. Yeah, I see the pores of it. Yeah. <laughs> it's the asshole of the orange. Well, it's. I think it's supposed to be a moon, sir. Well, hey. But yes, they did use an orange, it looks like. Oh well, yeah, I know. Okay, I know it's supposed well, to be. Yeah, you can't eat all of Or it's a Mandarin. Clearly, clearly this artist is, you know, kind of a goofball with some of the interludes and outros yes. on this album. We're back to talk about Jake's pick for this week. We just wrapped up talking about some very eclectic shit from 1984 with Cactow Twins' Treasure Matt's pick for this week. I'm going to go ahead and Pele kick it over to Jake to introduce his pick for this week. Got it. <laughs> um, so, Quelle Chris and Chris Key, Chris Keys, um, there's a glare, there Innocent go. Country 2, um, follow up to their first one that they made in, oh, I don't know when that one came out, but this one came out in 2015, I think. Oh, okay. Yeah. Nice. Matt with the alley-oop, that's what it looks like. Pretty neat. It's like fucking gross. candy. Uh, <laughs> it's wanna, awesome. I want to chomp it. I know, I'm um, hungry. Came out in 2020. Um, their second collab together. Mm-hmm. Um, Detroit native, Quelle Chris and Chris Keys, producer, coming back together to make another album. Definitely, I feel like, one of his more, um, I guess, easier to get into albums. But definitely one that caught my attention when I first listened to it, uh, just because the track list, the features, everything on it. Uh, but yeah, what uh, what are y'all's thoughts on it? Yeah, there's a lot of features on here. I, n- I never listened to Quelle Chris before. I always liked the name, the way it's spelled. And I always seen things about him, but never dove into the catalog. This is a cool album. Uh, I like the album cover too. We were talking about that a minute ago. The sun, the orange, the mm-hmm. butthole, whatever yeah. it is. Yeah. <laughs> the butthole of the orange. I wasn't just yeah. mentioning anuses to mention anuses. Well, you I was there. <laughs> I was just saying, you know what I'm talking about. I like his voice, too. We were talking about his voice even before the podcast started. Um, it's very, uh, just kind of raw and scratchy. Yeah. Almost a little bit. Yeah. Uh, this was the first time hearing a full Quelly Chris project for me, but... Uh, I got introduced to him through his feature on Chiny Brush by Makami. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which you know, I love that song. Uh, he has a great feature on that. And then, wasn't he? He was just on something that came out that we. He was on Maps. He was on Maps. Was yeah, right. yeah. Um, he's like all over. Yeah. Their stuff all the time. Yeah, he does stuff within that like Griselda or Griselda adjacent kind of rap realm. Mm-hmm. So I had heard a couple of things by him. Never a full project of his, and he's very very interesting guy makes me want to listen to more of his shit because of how you know him and chris keys work together on this obviously but the way like his music's just interesting in a way and then of course his voice and everything like that but he's he's got good bars good rhymes you know but it's just he's very he's again to use the word he's very eclectic and out there Mm -hmm. in a way yeah no he's very much um like in the underground Mm -hmm. um definitely one of the artists that doesn't get a lot of attention i feel like right he is on a lot of stuff like i see him on a lot of projects mm-hmm. he's on maps he always works with um billy woods and elucid um uh earl sweatshirt like all a lot of those guys and like i guess underground hip-hop he collaborates with yeah but um this one's definitely one of his easier albums to get into just because it's more recent and with the features on it right um chris keys his production it's very um sounds like very fundamental hip-hop like it's Mm -hmm. not too abstract Mm -hmm. it's not too crazy um it's just like really solid beats that anyone can hop hop on and that's why on the like track list like there's just so many people on yeah they're all you'll you're going down the track list and you get to one song that has five motherfuckers on it and it's only four and a half minutes long and you're like yeah what does someone yeah. just come on and sneeze That's on the track? Like, I'm like, I didn't even hear that person yeah. on there. Yeah. It took yeah. me three listens in order yeah. to finally hear, like, be able to pick out Billy Woods because mm-hmm. he has like not the longest part on mm-hmm. that. You know yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's one the, song in particular. There's a lot, a lot of people on it, um, and every song, yeah, there's like two or three people on it. Um, like you know, Pink Seafood that we brought mm-hmm. up before, Billy yeah. Woods, Earl Sweatshirt, someone that we haven't talked about a whole lot. Um, he's also on this, so. Um, definitely, when I first heard this, it got me more into those types of artists because I hadn't listened to them. Mm-hmm. Um, but coming, bringing them all together on this, it's a really good, just hip hop album. Like you could just hear it. Yeah. Any song's got good beats, good bars. Yeah, the sampling and the beats are all so cool, like seventies kind of mm-hmm. throwback vibes to them a lot. A lot of the songs felt that way to me. Some of the instrumentals too, the way yeah. the beats are structured, like really jazzy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, and it kind of sticks to a central theme which you know kind of makes sense it it introduces itself kind of in a concept album kind of way Mm -hmm. but you know with usually with you know rap projects there'll be mellow stuff kind of throughout and then it'll switch to like you know there's a lot of songs that are you know a little bit more like aggressive or whatever and there's only one song on this Mm -hmm. that i would even consider that and it's the bottle black power by whatever the, oh what, yeah mm-hmm. what's the rest of it i couldn't fit it in here god damn it is it the i got it right here bottle black power by the business yeah by the business that's and that's like the only one that was really like you know kind of i don't know like for lack of a better word aggressive because the rest of it was very mellow you know mm-hmm. kind of ex- like just vibing out kind of music yeah. So I thought that was cool to have that consistent theme throughout, and then to have it kind of introduce itself as a concept album as well. It is. It is very much like a concept album because um, 
like you listen to the intro in the first half it kind of sounds like it's like a screenplay for like a TV right. show it's kind of yeah. weird I was trying to look into it more I don't know if it was like a soundtrack to something but I couldn't find anything but yeah it is very much like a concept album um, it's very melodic too yeah like in this album you hear a lot more singing mm-hmm. not only from the features but from Quelle Chris he's yeah. actually singing a lot more um, uh, which, well, which uh, on Sudden Death right with the yeah that's a cool song I like that one yeah that was I like a I yeah. like a singing Quelle yeah <laughs> there, not a lot of hip hop. If you hear like a lot of like actual like live singing on it, yeah. Um, so he does that a lot on this, all throughout this. Um, one song that I did want to bring up that's always been a favorite of mine is Mirage, mm-hmm. just for Earl. Yeah. Um, we haven't brought up Earl Sweatshirt. Surprisingly, I haven't brought him up, but he's definitely one of my favorite to come up in the like mm-hmm. last couple of years. His him verse. Man. Uh, real quick, it just says, I saw, I thought I saw a fountain. I thought I saw me on the other side of the seesaw mounted, bouncing on the up and up, counting downers. Like, he just keeps... Yeah. It sounds like he could just flow, like, mm-hmm. endlessly. Yeah. Like, you give him a beat, he won't stop. Right. Well, and uh, I'm I'm sure he'll come up once him and Al put that album out that they just announced I earlier this week. Yeah. That's, that's going to be pretty sick. Yeah. People have been waiting for that for years like a yeah. decade because it's been they've been working together forever then also he hasn't Earl hasn't put out a solo album in fucking forever yeah he's been going that's the comparison I was waiting for Earl to come up organically because you mentioned him at the beginning is that him and Quelle Chris for me have been kind of just the same entity you know mm-hmm. they just feature and I've never I hear them on yeah. features all the time never hear a, a solo project from them yeah so that yeah. yeah but yeah he does kill it on that track for sure he does yeah I, I i love his first on that hell yeah this and so this was your first introduction yeah, to him outside the, of maps yeah, yeah besides the maps feature yeah so we're kind of in yeah. the same boat there yeah but i dig his voice and his rhymes are yeah. you know you know accessible and fun to listen to yeah i had never heard of chris keys either mm-hmm. like i never even heard the name mm-hmm. has he produced he's done a couple other songs i mm-hmm. I've heard some of his other songs. He works a lot with Quelle, Quelle Chris. Okay. Um, on his album, uh, oh, fuck, I forget the name of it. <laughs> it has, he has like very long names. Gotcha. Um, but it's one that I sent earlier in the week. Oh um, yeah, yeah. Okay. That I'll produce. Uh, he he does production for him on that album. He has also solo projects that I haven't listened to. Oh, okay. But I want to just because off of this, I, I like his style. I oh, like yeah. What he's doing. Same here. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see kind of, especially if they keep working together, I'd be interested to hear more. And yeah. maybe more in the Innocent Country series if mm-hmm. they continue to do that shit. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, if no more thoughts, well, we yeah. can go into top threes. Let's go. Uh, top three honorable mention, I'm going to go uh, Mirage. Um, it's it's a very beautiful song. I, very, I like mm-hmm. I like it. Um, top three. I'm gonna go uh, outro, honest. Uh, that ending on the voicemail with like the yeah. girl, yeah. hilarious <laughs> dude. <laughs> I love it. It's like she's like I can't believe I fell for your pitch and toe head ass. Like, yeah. <laughs> she's just roasting him like on the voicemail. It's hilarious. Uh, so outro. Uh, when you fall. Mm-hmm. And then my favorite song has always been Sacred Safe. I love that song. Yeah. Hell yeah. 
Oh yeah, honorable mentions for me. Uh, piggyback off that, Sacred Safe and uh, Make It Better. Number three for me was Sudden Death. Number two, Grease from the Elbows. Did like that one. And then number one for me was When You Fall. Kind of liked how it just kind of had like a familial kind of vibe to it. Everybody and their grandmas just hopping on. Fucking. <laughs> and the beat switch on it. It's yeah. Good. Yeah. Good. Yeah, I loved all the sampling and everything on this. Uh, honorable mention Black Twitter. Uh, three, Sudden Death. Two, Graphic Bleed Outs. And then Sacred Safe. That little Lord Have Mercy verse on there just threw me back. Hell yeah. So cool. Yeah. <laughs> Love that shit. Hell yeah. Well, that was Innocent Country Part 2 by Quelly Chris and Chris Keys released in 2020. Sure. Uh, which was Jake's pick for this week. We're going to go ahead, put a big old fat bow on this motherfucker and talk about mine to wrap it up. We'll be right back. What you spend in episode 57. <laughs> So what's up? They were he was about to play some Diablo. This week's doodle was <laughs> just music notes. Hell yeah. Uh I I swear to god I've written a five in my life. No, you haven't. <laughs> Same, yeah. I was like doing five seven, and then I just spelled the five wrong too. Hell yeah, we're a little down bad. It's all good. Time. A little over descent. Yes. Hell yeah. Shit. Sorry. Do we need that light on or off? You good? You want me to turn it off? Save your electricity. Sure. Now, put it back on. That way you light up. It's like a spotlight on you. <laughs> it's the Dorian show. Dun, 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 dun. It's just because I have fucking look like Pinhead from... <laughs> Do you? From Hellraiser? From Hellraiser, yeah. I've got pale-ass skin. Oh, I thought you meant from Spongebob. No. <laughs> no, I was going to say, I was trying to make a pale reference. Like... Mm. Like Joey Jordison. Um, all right. It's time to take this baby on home and wrap up episode 57 by talking about my pick for today's episode. Uh, and I went with, uh, went back just a couple of months to May of this year to bring up Sleep Tokens' third album, uh, Take Me Back to Eden. Fuck, couldn't tell you what genre they wanted to call this, but it's certainly something. Um, got a lot of elements of a lot of different stuff. Electronic, you know, some rap-influenced kind of shit. Uh, a lot of metal influence and, you know, kind of spooky stuff. So I'll put I'll put a sock in it for now. What do y'all think? Yeah. I'll let you start off, Jacob. I feel like I have a little bit more. Yeah. I mean, first off, I like that we're covering this because it's so brand new. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It was very uh, new. That'll boost. That's what we call boosting the numbers, bucko. Right. Second <laughs> off, um, geez, yeah, I don't know either what it is. Yeah. Because I, like, my first take, and I was kind of expecting, like, metal, rock, mm-hmm. influence, like, something 
like not aggressive but definitely something in that alley so mm-hmm. i'm like okay i like this i'm into this i'm interested i had heard uh the summoning because there was a single mm-hmm. that you guys sh- that you guys discovered like a couple months ago um so i was figuring it was gonna be that same thing mm-hmm. and boy it's like threw that out the window because it has like pop it has some like very mellow jazz it has a lot of different like genres in it so it's mm-hmm. real interesting um but i did like it i did like it um my introduction to sleep token um i think it's a good one i think it's a good one to start off there was a lot of mixed reviews on it so mm-hmm. i thought that was interesting but mm-hmm. yeah that's kind of my take that i got from it like what did, what, what genre do you think it fits into like i think the, i yeah. think definitely is it even a genre pop, <laughs> right pop metal yeah, yeah. <laughs> it is, yeah. is it like pop metal because because some of their earlier work is metal ish but it doesn't mm-hmm. doesn't really fit into any genre specific music and, i don't know i remember when this album or when the summoning came out you texted me yeah it was like the night before we went back to work on a monday and you're like listen to this song and i gave it a, a second list like a listen to but not a full listen to until the next day and you're like yeah. no you need to finish the song yeah when i did i was like what the hell is mm-hmm. this yeah and then i kept going back to it and then i just yeah. dove into their catalog and then they started releasing singles before this album came out fully and what a cool way for an album to come out i would really seen that before mm-hmm. uh, when it came out so when the album com- did come out you're just kind of like expecting this i don't know what i was expecting but it delivered on a lot of the things i was expecting but it's it's weird to have an album not be released fully just kind of a little bit at a time yeah you get the cool yeah they dropped like half of it in singles basically Mm -hmm. and then the rest of it came out Mm -hmm. and it was you know as you both kind of said they (coughs) kind of dropped a couple of songs that kind of showed what it was going to be and Mm -hmm. then as you said it was just like what the hell is this yeah because the summoning has so many different elements of what they are i feel like that, that metal aspect that jazzy soulful aspect that poppy aspect is all into that song um, very um, and it's a long song but yeah one of my favorites for sure absolutely and like a good way that song i felt like was the most like single song representation of what the album was really mm-hmm. however not to the fullest extent you know because it's got that groove and you don't expect it to get like super mellow and melodic and you know like mm-hmm. are you really okay you know songs mm-hmm. like that yeah and then you know like the 1975 shit with do you wish that you could love me and shit yeah, it's yeah. like what the heck? which showcases like the uniqueness of what they they're trying to do and not yeah. sound like everything else and yeah the, yes. the, like you said a lot of the reviews are mixed about this album and you read them and you're like well you can't fit them into that genre because if you do then you're, you're gonna have those opinions about them because they don't fit into that genre they're, they're not a yeah. metal band you can't put them in that genre and then bitch about them I think no, that's, they're, they're yeah. very much like kind of like yeah you could say it's a metal album per se but they're mm-hmm. like getting away from that like with the popular songs mm-hmm. and like those songs that like don't you wish you could love me and then also uh aqua regia mm-hmm. also super poppy um it's like some of these songs yeah you can't like pigeonhole it into just it just being metal and i like yeah. that they're like kind of Diverring, I guess, different from that. It's kind mm-hmm. of different from that. Mm-hmm. Um, with the summoning, like it has that metal, and you're like, yeah, this is fucking badass. And then you hear the second half, and you're like, oh, okay, it's like really toned down. Mm-hmm. So it has those both sides that is unique. You don't really hear like not not only metal artists, but also like pop artists doing that. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I don't know 
where they're fitting into but yeah i like that they're doing their own thing yeah and you know you'll you hear like beat switches and shit and hip-hop all the time and you know like breakdowns and metal mm-hmm. but that's like staying within the genre of what's already been established you know it's like yeah hey you're listening to deathcore yeah there's gonna be a breakdown and you know about 15 seconds or whatever mm-hmm. you know indie music they'll do like little instrument breakdown like but it's always within that same realm right this you get like five minutes of a dude at a piano and then the last two and a half minutes are just like like yeah. insane and you're like what the heck? like what the fuck is going on here yeah. <laughs> like, and there's like songs that, that he's like screaming yeah. and doing like screamo and then there's songs with like auto-tune and it's like yeah a lot more like singing so yeah it's fucking crazy it's crazy very I'm glad that you liked it. I was very, I was almost, I was almost nervous. I was like, Jacob might hate this. <laughs> no, he <laughs> might not like it's... this album. <laughs> I like when things are like very different, um, out of the norm. So this is definitely it because mm-hmm. they have that metal aspect, but it's also very poppy. That's why it surprised me. I'm like, mm-hmm. this is like a lot less than what I was expecting. Not, not in a bad way, mm-hmm. but um, just different from what i was used to with especially with your picks i'm like okay yeah this is with the name like sleep token this is gonna be fucking badass Mm -hmm. but it's still really good yeah really good chokehold Mm -hmm. like that's like a signature metal song that i was like okay Mm -hmm. like this is what it's gonna be especially it being the first song on the album yeah it's a good way to draw you in yeah that Mm -hmm. it really kind of the the kind of feel throughout the album kind of just ranks up, mm-hmm. you know, for it a does. little bit. It kind of, you know, the summoning being the caveat to that because mm-hmm. it's, you know, right at the beginning. But it's got a very, it's kind of got a, you know, storyboard mountain, you know, that your teacher used to draw in fucking eighth grade English. It's got, <laughs> it does very much have that feel where it's like, mm-hmm. all right, yeah, yeah. like, yeah. Very interesting, but I'm glad that y'all liked it, Matt. I knew you would. Yeah, and some I, of the songs do get soft too, but they always have that epic uplift to it. Even mm-hmm. "Are You Really Okay," as soft as that is, it has that epic build towards the, the middle end of it. Yeah, I love that about this band and about this album in particular. That a lot of the songs have that heavy hitting part at some point mm-hmm. in the song, um, and you're just kind of waiting for it. At least I was on a lot of the songs. Mm-hmm. So yes. I love that about this album. Um, and it's unique, and you know, fuck the reviews, fuck the critics. I yeah. think I think a lot of people look too much into this album and don't see it for what it is yeah i mean it's just a fun mix of different genres and the band being unique and doing something different out there like why mm-hmm. why sound like everybody else and make another metal yeah. album or another epic metal album or another you know theatric metal album you know just throw it all in there do your thing yeah and there's a certain mystique behind this band with you know whether they disguise themselves and nobody really knows who they are on stage mm-hmm. um, or even how they become became a band and whatnot and what they believe in so i think yeah. that adds to the lore of the band and mm-hmm. definitely uh is appealing to me in a sense yeah i like that that they have like masks mm-hmm. and like that this is like early days of slipknot where no one knew who they were like that's where mm-hmm. we're at right now like yeah. no one knows who these motherfuckers are there's so many theories of some like the singer being from some other like modern like metal bands mm-hmm. and stuff but really have no idea but i I'm glad. Shout out my homie Genevieve out in Florence who fucking sent me the summoning because that started this whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> she was like, you, what have you been listening to lately? I was like, ah, blah, blah, blah. She's like, here you go. I was like, all right, thanks. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and nerd out about the song for the, <laughs> up until probably September. Yeah. And then it's like so fresh too. It's just like a breath of fresh air with like how new it is. Yeah. Especially because, yeah, it lets you form how you feel about it, like what your opinions are about it. Yeah. Like Vore, that song is like fucking badass too. Yeah. Vore is sick. Um, a lot of the songs on this album, man, 
it feels so much longer than like what it is but it's it's mm-hmm. just a lot of content in it. yeah there's a lot going on in yeah. it throughout you know there's just i could go on and on about that alone you know sit here and go through every song be like well this one they start off heavy and then they get soft yeah. this one they start <laughs> off heavy and you know whatever it's but that's like you know kind of a testament to the the project in and of itself you know and i can see you know of course people hated it because it it doesn't it's not consistent but that's kind of what makes it interesting you know is Mm -hmm. that it's not you know fucking chorus verse chorus type shit you know it's like Mm -hmm. very experimental and weird almost you know not exactly prog type shit but it almost it like just very borders on a lot of different a lot of different of the, things yeah. yeah it's like yeah of the prog element yeah. yeah you know just going from this just the fact that they flip genres but in, within mm-hmm. one song to me is like the craziest shit that's why i, I dove into these guys because the summoning yeah. alone mm-hmm. you know? and it all came from that yeah hell yeah shall I have, we I have, or, I have a hoodie a sleep yeah. token hoodie and yeah. I, wore, I wore it to the coast last week and two people recognized it i've had the hoodie on in town before mm. nobody said a, a thing about it before so I right thought, i thought it was funny that <laughs> yeah go to the coast for one day yeah, where, and two yeah. people are like hey sleep <laughs> token I'm, it doesn't say sleep token anywhere there's just a band symbol and this crazy shit on the back yeah it's pretty legit yeah. it's the the the, the album cover on yeah it? uh no it's got no, like they have uh it's like the logo within this isn't it yeah it's oh, that, that logo and then on the back i think it has all of the these little characters the little characters from the record yeah. you know how you're like oh, oh those little the things singles? the little drawings yeah, yeah the okay. singles it's got that on the back and then yeah. more nice. Dang. it's pretty sick like, you go to the show i'm like i wish <laughs> shit sold out yeah nice. they uh announced a date at wembley stadium and the tickets sold out within 10 minutes like that's how massive at these wembley guys stadium? got yeah they they exploded because of the of that fucking song, dude. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they had they, they have a, like a, over a million listeners, right? Yeah, they and they only them. they had like maybe three hundred thousand or like thirty thousand, three hundred thousand or yeah. five hundred thousand listeners at the beginning of January. By the end, they had one point eight million, which is insane. Listens that's insane to that song, and yeah. it had jumped up to like all of the digital like streaming mm-hmm. charts and everything. Like, there's gonna be this is gonna get them a Grammy at some point, like. They, yeah, you like, would think that. Yeah, I, I would think so. I would think so. It's just that, for the uniqueness of it, and mm-hmm. you know what they what they put and it behind just this. Fucking exploded! Like mm-hmm. it's all mm-hmm. over social media. Like I heard a fucking remix. Someone took the vocals at the end of summoning with that like funky part. Mm-hmm. Someone mm-hmm. took the vocals, like isolated them, and put them over the beat for "I Got Five on it. Oh, what? <laughs> I want to hear that. <laughs> I'll fucking show it to you guys. I had. That's cool. <laughs> I have it saved. I'll fucking awesome. send it to y'all. Uh, that sounds really cool. Uh, shall we top three it? Yeah. yeah. Let me start her off. Uh, top three for me. Honorable mentions first. Ascension, Ascensionism. Uh, number th- other honorable mention was the apparition. That one was tough to pick between whether it was going to be my number three or an HM. But number three, Aquaregia. Love that one. Number two, Summoning, and number one was Vor. Can't get over that. Nice. Nice. Honorable mention for me, Are You Really Okay? Mm-hmm. Number uh, three was Ascensionism. Number two was Granite. And number one, The Summoning. So that was Fuck the first yeah. one. Yeah. Right on. Nice. Yeah, The Summoning's badass. That, like, the first half where it's just metal, and then the second half it's, like, dance funk. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, uh, that song's definitely in my top three. Honorable mention, um, I'm going to go... Uh, 
it's not, I didn't write it down, but I'm remembering it now. Must not have liked it that uh, much. Granite. <laughs> Granite is fucking badass. Yeah. Yeah. Um, top three, I'm going to go Chokehold, um, Take Me Back to Eden, mm-hmm. and then my favorite song, The Summoning. Hell yeah. Definitely The Summoning. Nice. nice. Hell yeah. Well, I'm glad y'all liked it. That album was Take Me Back to Eden by Sleep Token, released May like 23rd, literally like two weeks after Maps. Uh, May was my favorite month for music this year so far. And fun yeah. fact, your album and Jacob's album were both an hour and three minutes. Yeah. On the schnoz. That's, That's right. As hell. That's awesome. It's weird. Uh, fuck yeah. Great picks this week, boys. Uh, you know, start off with Treasure. Fucking, I, I'm going to have to find that at some point, mm-hmm. goddammit. it. You know, dove into some Quilly Chris, a guy mm-hmm. we've talked about a little bit already. And then wrapped it up with my pick, Take Me Back to Eden by Sleep Token. We'll be right back to let y'all know what's coming in a couple of weeks. This has been What You Spinning. Okay. Oh Christ. He's here? <laughs> I'm not ready. Hell yeah. Well, it's that time of the of the ep, boys, where we go in the order we just talked about our albums for this episode and introduce what's coming next time. Mm. Uh, as I said, we go in the order we talk. So Matt, you're up, baby boy. Uh, 2011, Maynard Project, <laughs> Pussifer, Conditions of My Parole. God damn it. Album cover alone. Don't judge an album by its cover. Yeah. This album kicks this ass. Is such a good album. Oh my God. I almost yeah. brought up uh, C is 4, honestly. Yeah. I literally had it in my hand today before I left. I was like, I should bring up Conditions, or I should bring up C is 4. And then I was like, nah. I just, I literally just took one from Matt. I'm not going to do it two weeks in a row. <laughs> uh, Jacob, what do you got, man? I'm excited for that because I've heard you guys talk about uh, Pussifer before. So. Yeah, it's great. Um, I'm bringing up 2019 Michael Kiwanuka. Kiwanuka. Um, Damn. Second album, I want to say. I don't know. Damn. But uh, some soul. Hell yeah. Some funk. It's good. Hell yeah. I am going kind of palate cleanse I guess that's what you want to fucking call it if I can get it out of here I'm going with For Emma Forever Ago by Bon Iver Uh, I think this came out in 2008 uh, when this came out uh yeah, Bon Iver, some nice little like indie, like folk indie type shit. Uh very nice, very relaxing. Figured it's a yeah. good album to, you know, bring us into September, you know, as mm-hmm. the things start to cool down. It just reminds me it's a it's got a very fall feel to me for some reason. So I was like, it let's does. kinda let's get away from metal, away from hip hop for myself. So we'll go with that. Very nice. Hell yeah, Pussifer, Conditions of My Parole, My Parole, uh Michael Kiwanuka. Kiwanuka and Boney Bear from a forever ago. Great shit all across the board. Uh, we'll be back 
in a couple of weeks for episode 58 of What You Spin. And at the end of that, stay tuned for the end of that episode. We're going to talk about some pretty cool shit coming down the way. Uh, but y'all motherfuckers gotta wait. As per usual, I'm your host, Dorian Dilly, joined as always by Matt and Jake. Go ahead and tell the people later, because this has been What You Spin in episode 57.